talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season three, episode four, home movies. when i read the title to this episode because i totally forgot what the episode was i had like a flashback to when pc had his own home movie oh yeah with uh with the teacher he was hot for yeah i was like wait a minute is that video surfacing again and i'm I'm like oh no 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 this is season three that's way over I vaguely remembered this episode, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> that's every fucking <laughs> week. But, like, I did remember the, like, flashback to the them being kids. But yeah. I felt like this this comes up again later in the season. Like, there's, like, another video of them they watch or something. I don't Maybe I'm getting it confused with something else. I don't know. For the most part, I really did not remember a lot of this episode. It was It was almost like watching it for the first time. Like... All that stuff with Dawson and Mitch was like, didn't remember. I forgot about the thing with Dawson and Mitch and the the football thing, but I remembered the the kiss with um, Jen. Yeah, and then there was something else, the getting of the boat and the boat name. I remember that whole thing. Yeah, I vaguely remember them having to get dressed up as the mascot. Yeah, and I thought that was funny. Completely forgot that they got out of it. They paid two freshmen to do it yeah yeah i'm starting to wonder if i just really did not just pay attention to this season at all because there's a lot of stuff that i remember from the first season obviously because i i've said it a million times that i love that season favorite season yeah but i don't think i watched this season as much as i did the previous like the earlier ones I don't know, but I like this episode. I liked, I like how the season's going so far. Um, so I do like appreciate it. I like you that. I'm sort of like go a second time around, right? To really, yeah. really appreciate what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm starting to really like the characters a lot differently. Mm-hmm. Like I really like Jen, Lindley, and Jack yes. a lot, yes. and they were never two characters that I thought would be like fan favorites, but. Um, no, I mean, the only person really that I see coming off as really, really bad is Andy. Yeah. Yes. they. Pr- I feel like they very purposely... paranoid this episode. Oh my God. It was to the point where I was, I wanted to be like, shut the fuck up, Andy. Like, you're so annoying. And she did that whole thing with Jack to make Jack feel bad about something. And then it was all her. Yeah, she was really talking reflected. about herself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was weird. Like... But for the most part, I liked it. I didn't mind it. But before we get into this episode, let's do a little catch up. So do you want me to go first, Jamie? (laughs) You you go first while I think about it. (laughs) I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, you do that. (laughs) Um, So this weekend, it was really rainy and shitty out. And I could have stayed in bed all day and did absolutely nothing. But I got dressed. I got up. I got up. I got dressed. 
Those are very important things. <laughs> I like cleaned my apartment up and then I went out and did a little bit of shopping. I was an adult this weekend and I bought more bath towels. So now I have three different colors, Jamie. <laughs> I'm like, and they they took off the the right price because they were coming up wrong. I was getting so annoyed. And I bought more candles because they were buy one, get one 25% off. So I bought a bunch of candles. And then I went and I saw my niece, Stella, and I gave her her Easter present. So I got her a bunch of uh, little golden books of the Goodwill with like Mickey Mouse and like Disney characters. And she loves Big Bird and Sesame Street. So I found a bunch of those that I got them for her. So she's pulling out the gift and everything. She's like so excited. And she pulled out the, I got her Pocky because she likes Pocky. Yeah. So yeah. And I don't think my sister wants her to eat them. My, my, I don't, my, I don't think my sister-in-law wants her to eat them to be honest. Why? Because um, it's like a, like a sweet thing? Yeah. She's only two and she eats everything. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, if she's two, then I get it. But I I mean, I know, like, just eat it in moderation. You know, don't be giving it to her constantly. I I don't know. I'm her uncle. I want to spoil her. So um, she pulls out the box of hockey and she goes, oh, these again. <laughs> My sister Bettina started laughing and she goes, um, she just started laughing and I go, oh, does she not like them? And she goes, no, she loves them. <laughs> She's just being funny. <laughs> but it cracked me up. I don't know. And on Sunday, I watched this new show called The Staircase on HBO. I watched the Netflix documentary a couple years ago and I got so like immersed in it again. I couldn't turn it off. So have you heard of it, The Staircase? So it's about this guy who finds his wife dead at the bottom of her, of a staircase. And he says that she died from the fall. But but there's this whole theory that she was attacked by an owl. And she was like coming in the house to try to get away from it and try to like get help. But she bled out. And when she fell down the steps, she hit her head again. Because like they show from the autopsy, like the marks on her head are sort of like the same uh, talent marks from the owl that is in the area that she lives. It is so compelling. I could not turn it off. And like, I already know what happened, but the HBO series sort of like gets more into their like personal life and stuff. Right. And, he, and he does have a lot of secrets. So there's that whole side of it too, but it's very interesting. And um there's this whole theory that the that the um that the lawyer goes into on his on his page. I went into this whole deep dive about it, Jamie. I could not stop reading about I it. I understand the deep dives. <laughs> I understand them completely. It's a very interesting story, and um, but you have to watch it if you're interested in it. It's very true crime, but there's a whole documentary crew filming him during the trial and like like right after she died and, and everything. Tony Collette plays her in the TV series on HBO and Colin Firth plays the husband. And they do a really, really good job. But I'm curious to see if they get into this whole theory with the owls and everything. I don't know. I'm like stuck on the owl thing because I, I really do think she got attacked by a fucking owl and that's how she died. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was my weekend. <laughs> Yours sounded like you had a lot more fun than mine, so. I went shopping and I watched TV. That's basically all I did. And I saw my niece. (laughs) 
How about you? Um, Terry and I binged Freaks. What is that about? Uh, basically, a nuclear plant, like a power plant, like exploded uh-huh. and turned people into basically zombies. And it's about oh. these high schoolers that get trapped in the high school and have to like survive. And it's a lot of death. And it's, it's, uh, it was pretty interesting, but it got canceled in the middle of their season two. Like, I thought maybe it would have been like a season finale. No, they legit got canceled to the point where they don't even wrap it up. It just ends on a cliffhanger. You don't know what happens. What channel was it on? I think it's a Hulu original, I think, from like 2016 or something. But yeah, they basically get turned into zombies. It's this whole conspiracy theory stuff about why it happened. And the people at the plant were doing experiments on humans. And to cover their tracks, they blew the place up. And everybody in that town basically died (laughs) for the most part. And by died, I mean they turned into flesh-eating freaks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm pulling. I'm gonna pull it up on Hulu real quick and see if I can find it. Terry was watching it more than me, but I'm kind of getting over the whole zombie thing. I think it's everywhere I turn, even if it's a show from you know however many years ago. Oh, is it called Freakish? Uh, maybe it is Freakish. A group of students trapped in a high school must fight for yep. survival when predatory mutant freaks take over a meltdown at a local chemical plant. Yeah. It's All right. I, I just added it. That's it. Freakish. Just don't expect a proper ending yeah Yeah. well speaking of the news i don't know if i said this in the last episode but they paramount canceled the new say by the bell and that was sort of left with a cliffhanger i don't understand what the fuck they're doing like that show was so good they're not getting ratings so they canceled them that's what (sighs) happened with freakish they weren't getting ratings so well i'm assuming that it has to do with their download or streaming Maybe the second season didn't go as well as they had hoped. Yeah. But I don't get it. It was it was such a um a critical success and it just won some awards. So I don't know. It was so fucking funny. And it really gave me such a nice feeling of nostalgia watching that because it included so much of the original. Right. With like the new characters. And like I honestly didn't think I would even like it, but I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm so mad that they canceled it. It makes no sense to me. I mean, if they're not making money on it and they're, it turns into a loss, they might as well quit while they're ahead. So I get it. It just sucks for those that like it. They yeah. did the same thing with a couple of shows that I've always liked and they just ended like Firefly. Don't even get me started on Firefly. I could okay. not get into that. I could oh, not get into that. I wonder if I could. Probably now. a lot of people, but I loved it. But that's because I love sci-fi, <laughs> science fiction, weird stuff and serenity is awesome you know firefly is awesome loved it and i think it was josh josh whedon right so yeah yeah um let's see what else did i do oh so i i down i don't normally play games on my phone okay but ever since i've turned into baby army (laughs) and gone down this bts rabbit hole um (laughs) i downloaded they have like two mobile games and one of them i've actually been addictively playing and i don't even know why <laughs> oh my god what is it i can't help it i think it's, I think it's called bts world um <laughs> and i'm basically a manager from 2013 bringing them together i don't know it's got cards and <laughs> oh well whatever makes you happy it's so simple it's not well it's it's pretty it's like an easy game it's not like super complicated <laughs> and i think that's part of its appeal <laughs> 
because when they get too complicated and you can never level up or anything i lose interest pretty quickly yeah and this is mindless so it's just me clicking around and they play bts song in the background so i'm like singing along <laughs> it's great anyway it constantly just butter playing <laughs> it's not no it's like an older song i'm trying to remember i think it's dna that plays all the time um but anyways there's another one with like cartoon versions of them and i haven't downloaded but i haven't played it but they have a new one coming out and it looks like it's got the games kind of like candy crush you know like jewels yeah. and i really can't wait for that when i have it already set to automatically download when it's released i'm pumped <laughs> You're so and funny. and i was digging around in weverse and so i purchased the first season of bts's bon voyage and i am excited about it. i've been watching that too what is that um them traveling basically with their cameras and stuff oh they're traveling other countries so like right now they're in think 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 where are they staying i'm trying to remember <laughs> i can't remember the name it'll come to me in like an hour later oh bergen they're in bergen oh. i was close <laughs> where's that uh, i'm gonna tell you in a second i forget <laughs> i forget hold on norway that's it oh. now i remember <laughs> they're in norway I can sleep tonight. <laughs> I can sleep tonight. <laughs> no, I can't. Listen. Thank God. I knew it started with a B, okay? I just had, you know, my areas completely screwed up. They weren't in South Korea. <laughs> they left South Korea. <laughs> You're funny. Well, I'm glad that you are playing your BTS games. Maybe. And yeah, what a, if it makes you happy. <laughs> it can't be that bad, huh? <laughs> yeah, it really can't. Yeah. Um, Oh, and my, my final thing, I tested my blood today to find out what blood type I was. So that was fun. <laughs> I know. You te- you messaged me earlier at work. Really you were talking about, about your blood type and what it means. And I said, what is she talking about? <laughs> I don't really know. Very Angelina Jolie of you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to wear it around your uh, neck? I might. <laughs> I might. I have this little card, guys, and it's got like, you know, Wear the card around your neck. <laughs> <laughs> my blood drops on it, you know, <laughs> with my name and my address, you know, in case I get lost. <laughs> yeah. Where, bring back to whoever is on this card. It's Jamie. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, it was fun to do and it came in packs of two. So I'm going uh, to I'm so excited. I asked him if he, if I could test his blood. <laughs> he said yes. So I'm so excited. <laughs> well, I'm happy that you are going to do that together as a couple. <laughs> Very personal. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's pretty much how my week went. So. All right. Great. I'm glad that we both have pretty productive weekends and I'm sure. glad that Talk you yeah. <laughs> were, I'm glad that you were so Worried about not having have anything to say, and you just rambled on for a good twenty minutes about everything. I love it. <laughs> well, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for us to get into a tangent about anything. <laughs> BTS. Oh, and my huh? birthday that's okay. coming up. I know. When is it again? The twenty fourth. Okay. I knew that. I was just going to say the twenty fourth. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you did? All right, well, let's get into this episode, Jamie. (laughs) We are recapping season three, episode four, Home Movies. It aired October 20th, 1999, directed by Nick Mark and written by Jeffrey Stepakoff. 
All right, so we open in Dawson's bedroom and he we see he's going through a box of videotapes. Uh, we see Pacey walk in and uh, the first thing I noticed was that he looked super, skinny? super skinny. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, wow, he looks skinny. <laughs> so skinny. Why are you so skinny, sir? Eat a burger. Eat two. <laughs> he gives Dawson a Betamax machine. Do you remember what a Betamax machine is? No. So a beta was what came before the VHS. They were just smaller tapes. And I was uh, thinking about it because you were just talking to me about something being like a beta tester thing or something. Oh yeah, for Microsoft. Yeah, you were just, yeah, you were just talking to me about that. And then it clicked in my head and I go, oh, well, a Betamax machine must have been their testing of video tapes before they came out with VHS tapes, like which, you know, became like the the better quality over beta you know what i mean aren't the beta ones the ones that they would put in the the cam the camera recorders the ones that you would carry around on your shoulder because they were the smaller ones no i wouldn't say that they were beta betamax were like just they were they were almost the size of a regular vhs tape but they were just sort of like little. you know what i can um i can recall seeing the like casing that they go in you know like the cardboard casing you would slide them in yeah. So I can picture them. And I think I just assumed that it was just a VHS. I don't think anything ever amounted out of them. I but remember. I, I, I remember seeing that, like it says it on there. And I can almost remember, wasn't the coloring like a, it kind of reminded me of like a sunset. It was like orangey yellow or something, or like with stripes. Oh, yeah. Like black with orange the, stripes. You mean the case? Yeah, the case. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I remember them. I just, I probably didn't know enough know to what know they were, yeah. what they were yeah right they just so oh, it's another cassette like a videotape i do remember my dad had a betamax machine because we had beta tapes and we always used to be like why do we have these and we we never watched them because the beta i believe the beta machine broke but we ended up having just like a regular vcr it's so funny <laughs> i still have um, my vcr and it still works i still have a vcr too i just and I still have VHS tapes. I just mm-hmm. wish I still had a bunch of the ones that I got rid of. But anyway, I'm not going to get into it because it will bother me. Okay. <laughs> um, so Dawson tells Pacey that he's a lifesaver. He tells Pacey that he has less than 48 hours to become an expert documentarian on all of his mom's newsreels from the beta tapes. And Pacey says that he can't believe that Dawson would make a documentary over an actual movie. Dawson tells him that a human interest story that his mom was working on fell apart at the last minute. So she's giving him a chance to edit some raw footage by Friday and she might be able to have it on the air by that Friday night. So Pacey says that that's a chance of a lifetime. Um, Like something like that would make a guy change his vision. So Dawson tells him that it's just a temporary change until he can get his foot in the proverbial door, but he'll be right back in the magical land of make-believe. So Pacey tells him that he has an amazing opportunity to change his old genre. Real life stories are always more compelling than anything you could ever dream up. So Dawson says that real life is interesting, but it'll never be as dramatic as a well-conceived narrative. And we see him hooking up the Betamax machine on the back of his TV. And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting like deja vu. because Component cables. <laughs> yes. I had a whole system in my bedroom. Like I had two VCRs hooked up together because I would dub all this stuff. Because later on in the episode, he even, he gives Joey the VHS tape and he goes, I dubbed this for you. And I was like, 
Oh my God, I used to dub tapes all the time. That's how I made money off of Dawson's Creek interviews and Buffy interviews and all that bullshit. To, like, I went to New York to this like acting thing. I made extra money doing this. It would run into my sister's TV in her room and she'd get so mad at me because she'd be like, I think she even brought it up when I had her on the live. The, the last live we did she was like yeah you're always dubbing your stupid tapes i'd come home and i want to watch tv and you'd have dawson's creek because <laughs> it would run into her tv oh my god it was so funny but um brought back so many memories <laughs> being behind a tv <laughs> i can't say i've ever done that i used to <laughs> i had a karaoke machine <laughs> and i used to um record my own radio shows <laughs> on cassette tape <laughs> i like that <laughs> it was a lot of fun i was a kid i had to have been like i don't know eight nine <laughs> <laughs> listening to music and then talking between them and i don't know i guess i wanted to be like a, a radio talk show host or something oh, that's <laughs> when so I was funny. A kid for a minute yeah it was fun and you know what my cd mixes after that so i made a lot of like mixes mm-hmm. um they were fucking awesome. All of my CD mixes, I have most of them. A couple of them I made for my friends. I'm like, Jamie, your CD mixes are awesome. And I'm like, I know. I know. I used to love making CD mixes. Love doing uh, that. I used to number them. I used to be like, Steven's mix one. Steven's mix two. Steven's yeah, mix three. I didn't. Well, so they were numbered, court sort of, but they also, they always had like a theme. Oh. Expanding horizons and, you know, like they would have some kind of some kind of theme so they weren't just like complete mixes but like maybe like a type of genre and then there would be random stuff inside of those and I usually had them in like like one twos and threes or something like that so there would always be like a couple of them so many so many there's a bunch in my car but my mixes are great because you never really know what's going to show up (laughs) you could have like one type of song and then you get to the next song and it's completely different it's like putting now everything for me is on spotify and if you ever put my liked list on shuffle, you're going to be like, you won't know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, you do have a very uh, wide range of music taste. <laughs> it's, it's very eclectic, as, yeah. as people would say. My, <laughs> my taste in music is very eclectic. I listen to literally just about anything. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. I don't like, if I like a song, I like a song. Yeah, exa- exactly. That's just what it is. If I, I don't need to, I don't even need to understand what they're saying. Clearly, <laughs> you know what song? <laughs> I like it, you know matter. what song I'm obsessed with right now? That new Harry Styles song, "As It Was." It oh. is so fucking good. It made me like emotional. I don't know what it was about it, but I got so sentimental listening to it. It was weird. Obviously, I like a lot of things, but which one have I been listening to? So, I've never really listened to Post Malone. And I'm sure some of you listening is probably gasping on the inside right now. And that's okay. Um, But so Spotify made this lovely list. It's called BTS and Jamie. (laughs) And I guess it's a mix of the stuff that I like and maybe the stuff that is like their music. I don't I don't really know how they come up with these playlists that they do. Um, They track everything we do. And that's totally fine because at this point they're finding me new material that I've never listened to that I'm digging. So I'm, I'm finding more stuff. Um, anyways, Post Malone's Circles came into the list and it's fantastic. I really liked it. Let Me Down Slowly by Alec Benjamin. Beautiful song. I found Yugium. I'm probably totally saying his name wrong. Love him. Also Korean pop star. Um, Jackson Wang. Fantastic love him i've never anyway, heard of these people uh there's this where's the song though 
Christmas Tree by V. V's from BTS. Love that song. There's a song that I was singing a lot. Oh, this song called Healing by Fletcher. If you guys are big on TikTok, her song plays on TikTok a lot lately. I keep seeing it pop up. But anyways, I love that song. I love it. I love it a lot. I listen to it on repeat several, several times. Send it to me. Send it to me so I know what it is. Oh, Middle of the Night by Ellie Do. Doohy, I don't know how to say her name. Love that song too. Freaking beautiful. Yeah, so that's Love Me Like That by Sam Kim. That is a beautiful song. So literally most of these came from that BTS mix with me. It's BTS and Jamie. Very proud of that title. BTS and Jamie. <laughs> I'm so happy for you, Jamie. <laughs> you should be. Music makes me happy. <laughs> Music makes me so nostalgic. It just brings me back to a certain time in my life. And I've said it so many times on this, especially when we were recapping season one, a lot of that music that were on those episodes, I have a lot of it. And just listening to it just takes me back to that certain time in my life. It's, it's amazing what yeah. music can do. Um, but I'm going to continue. <laughs> um, so Pacey reminds Dawson of everything going on in his life right now. And he says, do you really think you could come up with something more thrilling, more sexy, more far-fetched? And Dawson just gives him a look. And Pacey says, fine, who's your guinea pig? And Dawson says, Jack McPhee. And Pacey's like, again, gay kid joins losing high school football team, overcomes adversity, battles antiquated stereotypes, and ends up becoming the star. If you mess with that story, you'll just be gilding the lily, Dawson. And Dawson says that it's a great story, but you can't just turn the camera on and let it run. Then we see that he's turning on home movies that he had that were in the box. We see Mitch throwing a football to little Dawson and Pacey continues on his conversation to Dawson. He says, why not? That's exactly what's happening here. It seems pretty interesting to me, referring to the like home video. Dawson says that his mom must have taped over her work. And we see that the screen goes to static and there's a little girl being introduced to Dawson. And Pacey says, is that who I think it is? And we hear Mitch in the video say, this is Joey Dawson. Can you say hi? <laughs> and little Dawson says hi to little Joey. It's cute. It is really cute. She like nails the, the Joey Potter glare, you know? Yeah. The eyes, the thing that she does with her eyes, she nails it. <laughs> the like looking through your her eyelashes gaze. Yeah, it was cute. Um, we see little Joey push Dawson on the ground and then they start chasing each other. We start to hear the beginning of the opening song and Pacey says, once a heartbreaker, always a heartbreaker, huh, Dawson? And the camera cuts to Dawson's face, and he's just kind of smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So now we're at Jen and Grams. Grams is sitting at the kitchen table, reading her Bible, eating breakfast. And we see Jen coming down, uh, walking into the kitchen in her cheerleading uniform, we know it's the morning because she says morning <laughs> and she's very oh, very <laughs> every day every day look i even got steven saying it. it's fantastic i know you're gonna slowly learn little bits and pieces of japanese for me you're welcome <laughs> jen's wearing these torn fishnet stockings and army boots and graham says why must you insist on degrading our team colors like that And Jen says, well, the fishnets only come in black and the matching leather whip is on back order. And Graham just says, Jennifer. And she rolls her eyes. (laughs) So Jen tells Graham that the whole idea of cheerleading is to try 
and objectify the female body. And she says she's making a statement. So Grams tells her that she's making a mockery. And Jen's like, well, the mockery has been made. I'm just simply pointing it out. And she says, although I got to tell you, I don't know how many more pep rallies or spirit cookies I can actually stomach. And Grams reminds her that there's a big, important game coming up. And right now they need your leadership and verve. Back when I was on the pep squad, we relished the opportunity to show off our team spirit by wearing our uniforms to school. (laughs) And Jen says, I hate to break it to you, but you were showing off a bit more than just team spirit. Jennifer. <laughs> she leaves. <laughs> I was I love like your uh, your impersonation of Gramps. <laughs> oh, thanks. I haven't done it. My favorite. I know. <laughs> um, we haven't had Grams a lot this season so far, so I was, I was happy to see her. And we learned that she was on the Pep Squad. <laughs> I know. So that was interesting. I want. I was hoping that a picture of Grams would like come out. She'd be like, see. Here I am in my school uniform, and then Jeb makes some kind of snide comment. Yeah, but, like she could have been so proud of it and showed it off. I know. That would have funny. Or it might have been like some kind of a bonding moment between them, you know? See, Grams, you weren't always so uptight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jen doesn't want to be a cheerleader. I know, so. but still, it could have been a bonding because she would know a little bit more about her grandmother besides her religious views. Um, it's so funny. So when that scene was happening, is she like, said jennifer you know all i cast um i thought of you and you your impersonation of her that's what i heard in my head (laughs) jennifer (laughs) oh it's so funny so now we're in the halls of cape side high where joey's attacked by a group of cheerleaders with pom-poms and the whole school is minutemen out with balloons and yellow and blue streamers. And there's a cardboard stand-in of an actual Minuteman. And uh, we see that it's actually following Joey down the hall. So she stops, she turns around, she looks at it. And Pacey comes out from behind the cardboard cutout. And he's like, oh my God, team, go team. Oh my God. And he like rolls his eyes. It's really funny. And Joey says, for a minute, I thought you'd been possessed by these school spirit creatures from the planet Overzealous. Pacey says, not quite yet, but I was thinking of making a run for it before the pods hatch. What do you say, Scully? (laughs) I was like, oh, there's an X-File reference. Love it. I love X-Files. So Joey says, cut class with you. Sounds delectable. I'll pass. (laughs) So Joey doesn't want to cut class. He tells her that there's a mission to his madness and... He says that he's requesting a presence for a pressing appointment and he's talking in a funny French accent. She asks him what it is, but he won't tell her. So she's like, I'm not going to go. Like, you have to tell me what it is. And he says, oh, Joey, you're so cute. But friend to a friend, you should check into some more of those feigning disinterest classes. She says, thanks, but I couldn't care less. (laughs) I love their banter. I just want to say that now. It's so normal, like how it used to be. It's natural, yeah. Their yeah, there's nothing weird about it. Completely natural. I just think their personalities match so well. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, their personalities <laughs> really match. See? Welcome to the <sighs> we'll get. I'll talk about it when we get into it. But <laughs> um, so he tells her whether she's interested or not. She has 10 seconds to make up her mind after he rounds the corner. So he leaves and he's starting to count down and she finally makes up her mind. And she goes to follow him and he's waiting for her. And he says, six seconds? Have you no pride? I thought you'd last at least eight. And she says, I loathe you. 
but she still follows them. So they're cutting class together. So now we're on the football field with Dawson and Jack and Dawson's filming Jack for his news piece. And Dawson says that people have been shocked at how well Jack's taken to the game. And he asks if he loved football as a child. I was like, what does that mean? So like Jack's, so Jack, because he's gay, doesn't know how to play football or he doesn't like, he's not I supposed to like football. I think it was because he's never played football before. Oh, yeah, I guess. I took it that way. I was just like, because he's because he's interviewing him for a human interest story because he's a gay kid on a football team, which like right. I guess back then wasn't so normal. And right. But the question, normal. the question wasn't about his sexual orientation, though. His question was, you know, you're so good at this, but you know, what did he say? Can you repeat it? I forget. Um, he says that people are shocked at how well Jack's taken to the game, and it's if he loved football as a child. Yeah. But See, the story is really, about his sexuality. I know, but I just, I feel like even he was surprised at how good he was because he's never played before. So that's why, like, oh, come on. He's like, no, I've never played football before. Right. He, I'm not making yeah. this up. Right. So he's never played before. <laughs> and he's already the best, the best team player. He's the best player on the team. So, like, I, I think, whatever. I don't know. I didn't go I there. understand <laughs> what you're saying. I get it. I understand what you're I just didn't go there. <laughs> um, maybe I'm just very sensitive, okay? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. So, so, yeah, Jack laughs, and he says he's only been playing football for a few weeks now, and the See? only the only <laughs> subject that he knows less about is being gay. So, all of a sudden, Mitch comes up, and he literally has his crotch in Jack's face, the way he's, like, standing in front of him. And Mitch's shorts get like a little higher. <laughs> I was like noticing these weird things. And um, so Mitch comes over to get Jack to get him back on the field. He says the only thing Jack has learned is the importance of being on time or something. And so he makes Jack get back in the game. Dawson asks Mitch if he can interview him real quick. And Mitch says that he doesn't have time. And he right. says, um, well, it's due by tomorrow. Right. And he and said he you says, can get an extension. Right. And yeah. he says, I can't. I have to I'm gonna fed it at, FedEx it out by tomorrow. And he says something like, um, I need to be completely focused on this. I need my put my guys to be completely focused on this game for Saturday. Like I don't have time to do this. Mitch kind of like leaves them hanging. Um, they get into this whole thing later. So we'll we'll talk about it even more. But we cut to Henry and he's talking to his teammates. And he mentions that he has a good luck charm, which is Doug Flutie's mouthpiece. And he says that it was fate because they have the same teeth. <laughs> and Henry is so cute. <laughs> he really is. I, I kind of always, I kept forgetting how much of a bumbling idiot he turns into anytime in his vicinity. He just, he just starts drooling. He can't, he can't form words. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly wish. <laughs> I don't remember him being like this at all. I thought he was so much more like cooler. I don't know. No, I, the more that I like stuff starts like happening and he's expressing his interest, the more I kind of remember that for a while he really struggles with talking to Jen, let alone any like being near her. And yeah. I just kept forgetting how Jack just kept keeps laughing every time stuff happens. He just he just can't help but laugh at how embarrassed this kid is. He's just so uh gobsmacked i guess i don't know <laughs> he does jack laughs at everything he does we see jen come over and henry just goes completely silent and henry shows her the mouthpiece and she says and that was actually in his mouth well that's disgusting 
<laughs> and everyone starts laughing. Henry just looks like really disappointed. And then he kind of like hides the mouthpiece away. And Jack says that it's Henry's good luck charm. And Jen says that Henry needs to have his head examined. <laughs> so then she leaves and Jack is just laughing at Henry now. And Henry asks Jack what he's going to do now. Jen Lindley's voice is the sweetest music. Her very name is fire in my loins. <laughs> and Jack tells him that the next time he might just want to start by saying hello. And Henry's like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, I wonder if I'm a fire in anybody's loins. Am I, f- I have to ask Terry. <laughs> oh, I don't think I am. <laughs> am I the fire in your loins? Yeah, I wish I was. What a weird <laughs> saying. <laughs> yeah, what does it even mean? Like, you're, you're hot in your groin area? because. <laughs> Are you excited? Is that what this is? <laughs> is that what that means? I I don't know. Let's look it up. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) What do we do? We Google it. Um, Okay, hold on. (laughs) In this usage, it is a euphemism for genitals, particularly when sexually aroused. So yeah, there you go. All right. Well, that makes sense. Um, The other common literary reference is girding one's loins, which means preparing for confrontation. Uh, But fire in your loins has to do with genitals and sexually aroused i love it well i guess yeah do you burn burn. my genitals are burning (laughs) (laughs) there's a fire in my pants that's a different uh thing (laughs) i lie a pants on fire (laughs) oh no that's not the same okay (laughs) no that's just being a liar (laughs) so now we see jen walking down the hall uh, she's minding her own her own business. And two of the cheerleaders saw that they missed her this morning at spirit tables. And Jen tells them that she stayed really late at the pep rally yesterday. She has her limits. I thought these two girls were the same girls that were from the be- the first episode this season, but they're two totally different girls. Um, I really didn't mind these cheerleaders as much. No, I didn't either. They were all right. They were just... I mean, out of most there. teen dramas, the cheerleaders were always the mean ones, you know? Yeah. These ones... These, are, these guys aren't mean. They just have no personality. They <laughs> yeah, they're they're trying to be like Jen Lindley. Right. They're just little ducklings. Follow the mom, mama duckling around. That's, that's all this yes, is. Yes, exactly. The one girl asks Jen if this is the low iron day. And the other girl tells her not to let anyone see her because it'll hurt the auction. And Jen's like, uh, what auction? <laughs> so let me just say <laughs> that I really love that phrase. And I feel like I'm going to use that every every month. What is this the low iron day? Low iron day. (laughs) I'm just gonna say low iron. (laughs) It's low iron day. I'm bleeding right now. (laughs) You just can't see it. Is that what that means? That's what I'm assuming that they're they're coming from. Oh, I thought she really meant like she has low iron. Because I I was like, I used to have low iron all the time. But yeah, now that you say that, it makes sense. I mean, girls bleed several days a month. Yeah. So iron may their iron levels probably adjust i'm assuming i don't know i would just call it hormones but that's so funny i never even thought of that i'm assuming that's what they're going by it's not just a low iron this is your low iron day i don't know i could be wrong that's just how i took no i think that's exactly email. what it means because why would she ask her if this is like unless she knew that jen had a problem with her iron but but it's it, never it, been brought up before so but it makes sense that it would be referring to her period. 
<laughs> I feel like that just makes more sense for me. Wow, you just blew my mind. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh. Uh, so the one girl tells her that she should be really proud. It's like the most successful one that we've ever had. Like half the senior guys have already put in their bids. So Jen's like, well, what exactly is the auction for? And the one girl tells her that the winner gets to ride on the Minutemen mule at the end of the game. And he'll receive a kiss from the head cheerleader. And Jen takes the bin and with all the bids in it. And she says, oh, no, they don't. <laughs> Can can we just um, try saying that like five times fast though? <laughs> Minutemen mule. Minutemen mule. Minutemen mule. Minutemen Minutemen mule. Let's do it. I could never be a rapper. <laughs> Ready? What? One, two, three. Minutemen mule. 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 Uh, I hope I you guys agree. are trying this in the car too like or wherever you are if you're on the bus that's okay do it the neighbors next to you, you might never see again maybe i don't know okay i think we sounded great <laughs> we did fantastic we're the next rappers <laughs> we're we're naming ourselves the minutemen mules <laughs> minutemen <laughs> can we think about the title can we, is that up for negotiation? <laughs> Minute men does not sound very. We'll uh, just confuse people. And a mule, you know, is a dud. So <laughs> I know, and that's neither one of us. So <laughs> it's it's irony at its best. <laughs> just nah. Oh my god! I just honestly, it just sounds like it would be a really crazy insult that you'd have to think about, but. Totally. So. I like to be called the Minuteman Mule. <laughs> the Minuteman Mulet. <laughs> yeah. The Minute Woman Mulet. <laughs> um, the one girl calls her Jenny, and Jen turns around. And she's like, Jen. Okay, it's Jen. She says, This whole thing started as a bad joke, an excuse to get out of biology. But do you see what this has turned into? I have pranced around this entire front. I have I have pranced around in front of this entire school at pep rallies without even knowing what the hell pep is. I have listened to clack and prattle about car washes, dance-a-thons, and dog sitting until I think I'm going to puke up my homemade spear cookies. The girl goes, Jenny. <laughs> and despite this itch I'm getting on my ass from this polyester molest me skirt, I've done it all with a smile on my face. But you know what, ladies? Smile is gone. I'm sorry, but there's no way I'm going to be sold off like some harem girl to the highest bidder. Everyone has a limit, and I've reached mine. I quit. And she walks away. And everybody that crowded around them at this point all is clapping and cheering Jen on. Because again, Jen bashed cheerleading and everybody's excited about it but you know what's annoying though uh last episode she's telling jack not to quit because there's a reason for it and now she's quitting so mm, i like that much yeah like she's like the most popular girl at school right now she's the head cheerleader and she's like she cares it. about any of that attention though no she but she could care. use it to her advantage but come on we know jen jen's not like that type of person Sometimes sometimes when things like that come about, you you have to take advantage of the situation. She's not doing that. What is she going to do? How is she going to take advantage of it? 
I don't know. She could get a scholarship somewhere. She is just popular. <laughs> she can. We're talking about Jen Lilly. Do you really think she cares about being popular? No, but I think that she could use it to her advantage. Anyway, so (laughs) she could get a scholarship somewhere (laughs) besides the scholarship for just having the title of head cheer captain. I don't know what comes with. She could be on the show cheer on Netflix, (laughs) (laughs) although she's not that type of cheerleader. So Jen just doesn't care. All right. And honestly, for for being a slight introvert, because I can be. Uh, I totally understand not wanting to be in the, in the limelight like that. I totally get it. Sometimes it's nice to just fade in the background. I like to fade. I don't know. For her last two years at high school, it she could just, you know, just remember that time and be like, wow, there was a point in my high school career where I was like the most popular and I didn't even want it. And, you know, it just happened. They just like me. They really, really like me. Yeah, that's all. No, I don't know. I don't know. What is it like to be popular? Do we have any popular listeners? Why are you popular in school? <laughs> we do have popular listeners. They're the ones that message us all the time <laughs> telling us how great we are. I mean, like when they when you were in school, you know what I mean? Were you popular amongst your peers? Like for me, I had friends in like a variety of different groups. Yeah, same. But like I wasn't like popular. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. I just kind of coasted coasted yeah same i i feel like i coasted talked to like between everybody same and i don't i don't wouldn't say i was popular at all i i feel like people didn't even know me so like when people even would yeah. talk to me or say hello to me by my name i would be so like you know who i am but that's just how i i saw myself but i don't know what other people's impressions were of me i mean who knows i don't know i, I usually recognized faces before anybody's name so like I always knew who people were but I could never remember their names so after high school when I would run into somebody they'd be like oh mm-hmm. Janie hi blah 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 and I'm like hi that, I was <laughs> literally just thinking of the same situation I remember being in Best Buy and this kid used I always mm-hmm. run into him and I always forgot his name but like we were we weren't like really friends in high school, but well, I think that's always- part of it too. Like I didn't have to commit anybody to like permanent mem- my permanent memory brain. Cause I'm like, I'm never going to talk to this person. Yeah. I know who you are. I know that I, you know, I know who you are, but like, I'm not going to, when am I ever going to talk to you? Do I need to know right. your name? Like, <laughs> I don't it blows know. my mind when there's people that I see, like who are still friends with our high school group of friends. It's so weird to me. I don't know. Why. I mean, so. Well, it's different if you like grew up with them from like the time you were a child and like all that stuff. But like, I don't know. There's something about it that's just weird to me. Close. I I had a close group of friends from like that I only really knew for like a couple of years in in like those school times um, that I'm friends with on Facebook. We just don't engage very much because they're they're all doing their own things with getting married and popping out babies, and I've got my own stuff going on, you know. So. We don't live nearby. Well, you're not like really friends with your Facebook friends, unless like no, not anymore. Unless it's like me and you are like Facebook friends. We we like we're legit friends. But like, what is the point of social media anymore if not for entertainment at this point? It's not to communicate between no. friends and coworkers and you know reminiscing over whatever from high school. It's not. <laughs> it's sharing cat videos and music and 
you know, podcasts artist stuff and pictures. And updating our social media at Creek Talk right. Podcast. And here's a picture of my food. You know, no, I just, anytime you post anything of like any type of value, most of the time it's probably going to get ignored unless you are best friends with everybody and everybody's just like, oh my God, we engage. So I don't know. Why are we going on about this? We should just uh-huh. come back to the show. <laughs> All right. So now we're with Andy. She's leaving a class, which looked empty again. And she bumps into this man in a suit and he drops all of his stuff on the ground. Like she's so into bumping into people. <laughs> she bends down to help him and she sees a binder and it says ETS. She goes, ETS? And the man tells her to stop, drop that folder, back away from the material, keep her hands in plain sight. Like he's so serious. And she asks him if he's with the educational testing service. And he tells her that that's confidential. She says, I just hope that nobody at Cape Side High has done anything wrong, broken any rules, compromised the integrity of the exam. And he says, passing along that information would constitute a breach of security. She says, of course. And he asks her if she knows where Principal Green is. And she says, no. But before he goes, let me express my regret. Whatever. She uses this weird word. She uses a lot of big vocabulary words. Restitution. Recalcitrance. Whatever. I don't know. She says, she tries to correct herself and she says, repentance, as in contrition, compunction, you know, contriteness. And he leaves and he tells her to watch herself. He doesn't (laughs) really like her. (laughs) Stop reading the dictionary. (laughs) She's so annoying. Um, But she looks scared because she's like, why is this guy here? Well, she's paranoid now. Well, she shouldn't have stole a fucking test and cheated. Like the fucking idiot Mm. that she is. Um, Now we see Pacey and Joey walking together down this dirt road. Joey tells Pacey that this isn't a surprise, Pacey. It's a death march down a deserted road. And he tells her that they're almost there. And that she mentions that she risked her future to cut class just so she could stand in line at the post office, then traipse through the wilderness for five miles carrying some stupid package. And we see that Pacey's carrying this package in his arms, like this long Mm -hmm. package. Yeah, yep. So we're kind of getting like the context of what they were doing so far. And he's starting to get annoyed. He asks her if she's ever thought about how much hormonally charged energy she wastes on the quick quips and biting banter. He tells her that her life would be considerably more productive if she had some action. And she says like voluntary manslaughter. And he tells her that she could stick out her thumb as in hitchhike. Oh my God. I saw somebody hitchhiking today. I don't know how I feel about the whole hitchhiking thing. I feel like in today's world, it's unnecessary. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless somebody's like completely like broke and they need a ride and they can't afford. And their phone's dead or something like if their phone was dead and they couldn't call Uber or Uber wasn't there because they're in some rural. I would be terrified. I wouldn't be able to pick up a hitchhiker. I'd make sure I'd have a charging bank with me. (laughs) (laughs) I would be I don't think that I would be able to hitchhike not by myself. I don't think I would really travel long distance places by myself. <laughs> I know. Like, it's always like somebody that you see, like, on a deserted road in the dark and like a big yeah, on a, in the desert somewhere in Death Valley. I don't know. <laughs> in Cape Side somewhere. <laughs> but Cape Side, I feel like you can walk anywhere and you'll get there in the same amount of time. So, so she says, what else? Maybe I can hike up my skirt and pat my lips, strike some sexy pose for a horn dog trucker. Stick out your own thumb, sexist toad. (laughs) And he says he's not a sexist. He's a pragmatist. Pragmatist. 
he asks her if she's ever seen the movie A Sure Thing. It proves that a woman on the side of the road has a greater chance at flagging down a car than a guy would. And she says, since I'm the only one with an opposable thumb, I guess it's up to me to use it. So we actually see a car coming up the road and PC hands her the package and tells her uh, that this is her chance. He jumps over this like huge bush, like literally jumps over this huge bush. Yeah, dives. dives, (laughs) Yes. And she starts to hitchhike. The car pulls over. They roll down the window and she looks in and her face just drops. And we see that it's Principal Green. He tells her that it's her lucky day. And if she needs a ride back to the school, then he'll take her. Pretty much. I don't know. He looks, he's disappointed. And Joey says, thanks. And she starts to get in the car. So then Pacey comes out of the bushes, pretending that they were doing a botany assignment together. (laughs) And he says that they wandered significantly farther away from the school than they had anticipated. And he says he was worried that they were, that they weren't going to make it home by nightfall. So Principal Green is now laughing. And he says that that was a good one. Pacey looks like really proud of himself. So Mr. Green tells them that he's holding poison oak and to get rid of it before he gets in his car. I was (laughs) super proud of Pacey. He could have totally just stayed in the bushes and let Joey get in trouble. You know, instead he jumped out and was like, oh, you're here. Good. Yeah, Pacey would never do that. No, he definitely wouldn't just abandon her. But I can just imagine other people wouldn't be the way that Pacey is. You know, they'd be like, oh, they don't know I'm here. I'm not going to get busted. I know. Bye. I wouldn't be able to. I'd, I'd get busted with them. I'd be like, it was, I mean, it was his yeah, idea. Yeah, I, I, would, I would just come out with my head hung, you know? Yeah. <laughs> looking at my feet going, I'm shamed. I was, I'd be like, it was sorry. my idea. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry. Sorry. So sorry. <laughs> so mean to say. Go men outside. No. <laughs> so we see that Dawson... <laughs> You want to say it again? (laughs) No, keep going. (laughs) So we see that Dawson is trying to interview Mitch again. And he's like, I just need 10 minutes, dad. Can you just give me your fucking 10 minutes? And Mitch asks if he can just wait until after the game. He promises that he'll have plenty of time for him after Saturday. So Dawson's like, I got to FedEx this thing out to mom at the station. Like you're, you're holding me up, dad. And Mitch has no idea what Dawson's talking about. And it's he sounds kind of mad that gal would want to do a story on jack and dawson corrects him he says i want to do a story on jack i am doing a story on jack and mitch says this is going to go on television when dawson's like we already talked about this dad mitch is like i thought it was just another school project he's like it is a project remember last night in the kitchen the blonde kid moving his lips that was me telling you about this (laughs) and mitch says this is the last thing he needs right now He needs his best player in the best headspace possible. And Dawson's just really annoyed. And he says, forgive me if my future conflicts with your precious football team. And Mitch is like, don't be so theatrical, Dawson. And Mitch is kind of being an asshole. Yeah. He says that he's the one with the football loving principal breathing down his neck. He's trying to build something here. And Dawson says, what the hell do you think I'm doing? Dabbling in a hobby? (laughs) This is the kind of opportunity I've waited for my entire life. And Mitch is like, all 16 years of it. I was like, Jesus Christ, Mitch. Like, he's your fucking son. Um, Oh, so the importance of a person's dream is measured by their age. And Mitch says that there will be plenty of opportunities. He's just not budging. And Dawson says, are you telling me not to do this? And Mitch says, I don't have to, because I know you'll make the right choice. (laughs) Mitch, you're such an asshole. Their communication skills 
are not very good this episode at all. Mitch is no. completely preoccupied with football. He's not listening to Dawson at all. Dawson is explaining what's happening and only just now is Mitch cluing in. Um, so I understand Dawson's frustration, but I will oh, say yeah. this. I hopefully won't forget later when, when he makes his decision mm-hmm. and it goes live, the cocky smirk face that Dawson pulls while they're sitting in the living room <laughs> pisses me off so bad. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> I wanted to punch his face. Like, I just I don't know how to describe he played it so well because he's just like yeah fuck you dad like yeah <laughs> look well, what I did do you agree with what he did or not I after knowing what Mitch says so here's the thing that bothers me I understand what Mitch was hitting at hinting at mm-hmm. Dawson didn't Dawson only saw and heard that his father was just looking out for himself because it's his first game as the coach and he wants to make a good impression. He wants to win the game, mm-hmm. but he doesn't explain what could happen if his interview goes live before the game. Right. So while I understood what was happening and I feel like if Dawson was completely an understanding on what was happening and he still made the decision, then yes, I would have not been happy about it. I understand why Dawson did it because Dawson didn't understand what his father was trying to tell him. Right. I so, agree. yeah. So I like I the initial issue is really Dawson's future potential, you know, opportunities versus Mitch's opportunities for their future. Because all he heard was Mitch trying to do something good and establish, you know, his life and, and blah, blah, blah. But he didn't hear, you know what a ramification of the video going out would be. He, there was no communication. The, the communication was just not there. I can't say, like, I don't think he should have aired it. I understand, but I understand why he did it. So I can't even really give a clear answer on it because in Dawson's perspective, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, But totally agree. what I like is he made up for it uh, later by helping them during the, the second half of the game. So, yeah. That's, that's what I got to say about that. <laughs> no, no, you're totally right. It's there's zero context to Mitch as to why he doesn't want him to to air it. To Dawson, it's just Mitch is so like a selfish reason. Exactly. Yeah, it seems so, more selfish. Yeah. To me, if that was Daw- if I was Dawson, I'd be like, fuck you, dad. I'm going to put it out then because you're so concerned about this and not my life future. Like, right. you know, what about me? I'm the 16 year old here trying to, you know, establish something with my life and you know it's great that you are but like you're telling me that I shouldn't put it out for no other reason other than that your team needs to have their head in the game what does that mean I feel like if this situation would have happened to me I would have been asking more questions I know I would have too (laughs) I would have been like can you explain me exactly why you feel like I shouldn't put this out besides the fact that you want to win the game I I know I'd be like this doesn't make sense dad right Exactly. I would have been asking questions, but Dawson doesn't do that. Dawson just stews. Well, he talks to his friends. But and then... we don't live in a teen drama either, Jamie. I know. Um, we needed the conflict and the stupid argument to happen. <laughs> Meanwhile, me and you uh, would just be like, yeah. Let so me get to the bottom of this. <laughs> to not put this out other than what you're telling just do me. It. Just do what I say. You sound like an idiot right now. <laughs> You sound like a selfish bastard. Exactly. 
who don't care about my you know your own child's potential future future yeah well they get into it so um so now we're at the uh joey's boat gas station and <laughs> dawson's there joey says you must be lost bimbo cove is up the creek right past brainless bay <laughs> And uh, Dawson tells her to save her ammunition. He and Eve aren't even on speaking terms. And not until that moment that he mentioned her name. I was like, oh, wow, Eve wasn't in this episode. (laughs) I completely forgot about Eve. (laughs) (laughs) She's apparently not memorable. (laughs) She's not. No, she's not. It's exactly what you said. She just dropped in these shows. And then she she dropped right back out. Well, I think the next episode is a is an Eve centered episode. So we'll yeah, see. she comes back. So Joey says, "You mean you guys actually talk among other things?" Yes. <laughs> so Hello. Dawson <laughs> needs advice, and she says, "What else is a dumped ex girlfriend for?" So he tells her about his dad not wanting him to do the story because it might jeopardize his career. Joey tells him that a nationally televised broadcast overshadows a high school football rivalry. He says, "Well, what do you think?" And he's trying to look at it from Mitch's point of view. And he brings up how Mitch had to give up his dream of opening a restaurant and how his wife cheated on him. And he's not shining as a substitute teacher. Like he's like listing all his flaws. So like he really is trying to look at it from his father's perspective where like nothing has been going his way. He's sort of like a victim. He can't get on top again. And why beat him while he's already down? Like he finally found something that he's, really really good at and like he wants to succeed in it so like if i put this out it's just gonna like ruin my father joey says if you go ahead with the story he could lose his self-respect and he just says like what do you think she says i think the swords that are the father and the son have finally crossed in conflict this is the stuff of greek drama but is it a tragedy or a comedy So Joey says, sometimes we fight our fathers and they respect us. And sometimes we fight them and lose them forever. She's like, like how you sent my father to prison. So she tells him that he has to decide how he wants to live his life, what he can tolerate and what he's willing to lose. And Austin's annoyed. He wants to do it, but if he doesn't, it'll hurt Mitch. Joey says, I hate to break it to you, but according to Freud, (laughs) that's exactly what sons are supposed to do. So he hands her a VHS and tells her that he dubbed it for her. And he tells her it made him smile. I guess now you could call it a thank you. Um, She's like, what is this? What could it be? So now we see that we are in Jen's bedroom. Did you notice that they cut to a picture of Dawson's house first? No, I missed it. Yeah, I thought we were going to Dawson's house, but it was really Jen's. It was weird. Um, Um, I mean, they are neighbors, so. I know, but we were in Jen's house, not Dawson's. Did it make sense? (laughs) listen i don't know um jen is waking up and all around her in her bedroom is the entire cheerleading squad and grams is in the middle of it the two girls that she was talking to they're like making fun of the marks on jen's face (laughs) she's got pillow face (laughs) is it a drool no it's just a mark from the zipper on the pillow (laughs) (laughs) something like that (laughs) graham says Yes, that bright sensation in your eyes is indeed sunlight. Rise and shine, dear girl. These lovely young ladies have an urgent matter to discuss with you. (laughs) I love it. It's great. Oh, and Jen's like, I'm not a cheerleader anymore. What the fuck are you doing in my bedroom? 
They tell her they accept her decision to resign, but to please reconsider the kiss. Crumbs is like, someone has bid $500. And they specifically stipulate that the kiss must come from you. So Jen says she doesn't care. She's not for sale. And the one girl says, what are we going to tell the children of the CCHPC? And Jen's like, the who? And Graham says, the Cape Side County home for parentless children. And Jen says, orphans, that's what the auction is for. And she groans and she goes back under her blanket. <laughs> We're back at Cape Side High. Andy's in the office. She's looking at pamphlets. She goes to leave and she sees Principal Green and she's clearly trying to avoid him. But he notices her and he tells her he was looking for her. She's getting all like... Paranoid and nervous. Yeah, she's tweaking out. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells her that a disciplinary matter has been brought to his attention and he needs to speak to her about it. And he wants her to come to his office on Monday to go over everything in detail. And she's like, uh, okay. Uh, should I wear my hair in those high pigtails again? And she throws the pamphlets down. She leaves. That's pretty much the scene. <laughs> Andy is so annoying in this episode. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan, which is hard to say because I really loved Andy, but I'm just struggling with her. I feel like ever since she cheated on Pacey, maybe that's what it is, but she's continuously making bad decisions now. She Mm -hmm. literally went to an institution for help and came back with bad habits. Yeah. Like Like it made her worse, I want to dare almost say. Like she starts to spiral out of control again. I know. It's so weird. Now we see Pacey and Joey are in Principal Green's office. He says that since Pacey's excuse as to why they cut was so creative, he's come up with his own creative punishment. So Joey and Pacey are like bantering back and forth. Mr. Green says, enough. Honestly, I'm not sure how to get through to the two of you. But since you both obviously have an affinity for one another, here's what I have in mind. And They sure do. He drops this big box down in front of them and she opens it up and they're like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. So we are like, what is it? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> Do you remember that from seven? From what? Seven. Seven. You never saw seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman? Oh, Jamie. Um, anyway, so Mr. Green says he's happy to see that they're all in agreement. We see Jack coming down the stairs with his bras and Andy's sitting like right in the middle of like a very busy stairwell. <laughs> right in the middle of it, not even off to the side. No, like, She's just butt smack in the middle of the step, like the stair. So weird. <laughs> I've been pinned like... to steps before because of heavy book bags. I wouldn't want to just be sitting there. I'd end up getting kicked. Listen, I, I never of you. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> the I, time Jamie got pinned by her book bag. I thought of her story when I watched the scene. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, God. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks so much. <laughs> I think of stairwell. I think of Jamie. <laughs> Nothing like the freshman getting pinned to the steps because her book bag was too fucking heavy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, somebody help me. <laughs> Oh, that's like a turtle on its back trying to get flipped yeah, over. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just shaking and spinning and arms flailing about. <laughs> oh and then it doesn't help when you're laughing because when you laugh, it's just you're weaker. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this girl doing? <laughs> Freshman. <laughs> you're like, I can't get up. I've fallen and I can't get up. Help, please. 
That's all right. Nobody helped me. I helped myself. I had to wait until the stairwell cleared so that I could roll. <laughs> <laughs> you just rolled down the steps. <laughs> as soon as the weight was off of my back, I could fix myself. I just <laughs> I couldn't stand up. Oh, my God. It was I hysterical. That. I was stuck. Yeah, that sucked. I had no nice people to help me. <laughs> <laughs> At least the one time when I fell in the hallway in middle school and I was laughing so hard I woke up, there was like, you know, a ring of people around me waiting to make sure I wasn't dying of a seizure. So, I mean, I remember you you were, uh, you told that story too. I have my, I just, (laughs) some weird stories. (laughs) I remember my brother slipped on, literally (laughs) slipped on a banana peel when we were in high school. He was a freshman. That's so cool. And we were walking together down the hall and he's and I <laughs> I can see it in my head it's clear as day he literally slipped on a banana peel and he like saved himself but he looked like he was like gonna fall like he did this whole thing and I was like Richie are you okay <laughs> it was so bizarre I was I like was- you literally slipped on a banana peel <laughs> I um I was walking between buildings, uh, so it was kind of like this breezeway that was in my high school that led from, like, the cafeteria area. Yeah, you're a mansion high school. (laughs) (laughs) This cafeteria area towards, like, the intersection um, where the steps would go up and then you'd be in the intersection area. Uh Uh, So between the doorways, you know, there's the metal poles where the doors would, when they were closed, they'd be, you know, connected to. So they had these rugs on the ground for when you come in from outside right and i guess whoever was before me or in front of me must have kicked it up and i didn't know so i tripped <laughs> my god. and i was going head first into the pole oh so my god <laughs> i put my hand out and caught myself and cursed in german <laughs> <laughs> of course you did <laughs> <laughs> And literally the people directly surrounding me started laughing. I would have laughed. I was like, and then I started laughing too. Because I was like, who curses in German? Me. Oh my God. Yeah. If I was there, that would have been the day Steven and Jamie became best friends. (laughs) They're like, I like this girl. She trips and curses in other languages. It's great. I'd be like, she's just as weird as I am. I just it's just it's just what came out it's not like I think about the things that I say sometimes no. <laughs> not when my face is you know impending doom to a metal pole so and nothing's changed since you're speaking no. in Japanese now <laughs> <laughs> my languages switch up you know depends on my mood <laughs> you're so nuts so we're still with Andy on the stairwell and Jack asks her what's wrong and she says, nothing's wrong. Why would you think anything's wrong? And he says, because you're sitting in a stairwell of a public high school. Unless you're smoking or making out, there's a cause for concern. <laughs> he grabs Andy and he tells her that he's going to go meet Dawson to watch the footage of his interview. This whole scene with her. Pisses you off. Irritating me. Yeah. Yeah. Andy's like, you went through with it? And he says, yeah, it was great. And she says, it may seem that way today, but anything could happen tomorrow to rock your safe little world. And Jack's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And it's basically her confessing to what she did, but in a way to make Jack feel bad about his decision to do this interview. Well, like she's, she's reflecting she's, or yeah, reflecting basically. her issues onto him, right? Yeah, that's exactly what she's doing. She's 
she started off with intentions of trying to give her brother advice but she does is halfway through she forgets what she's talking about and starts talking about herself in like a third person right so she just kind of is going through her own stuff so she's projecting basically projecting that's it (laughs) i said reflecting he asks her why she's being so paranoid and that it wasn't that big of a deal. And she tells him that he could live his entire life on the straight and narrow, driving towards something you believe in. Then what? One tiny little mistake, one little error in judgment. And the next thing you know, your car is on the side of the road, flipped over, wheels still spinning and the radio on. And Jack's like, what the hell are you going on about? She says, being publicly shamed, exposed for what you really are, a life being ruined. I'm talking about breaking dad's heart. And he's like, Dad? And she tells him to think about his disappointment and his humiliation. We are his pride and joy, Jack. Think about how much he sacrificed. And now this? Out in the open for everyone to see? He's like, calm down. It's not like I'm still in the closet. Dad already knows I'm gay. Yeah, the fact that she brought their dad up is like way out in the field. Oh, it's so weird. She's so manipulative. Talk about gaslighting. And he's like, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Like she's caught now because she realizes like she's kind of talking about herself. She tells him that she just wants him to be careful. Every action has a consequence. Be sure to think this thing through. And I wrote, she's such a fucking asshole. <laughs> it, now it looks like he's second guessing it. Yeah. But we cut uh, to Dawson. <laughs> but asshole. <laughs> we cut to Dawson with Mitch and we see the interview playing. And at first I thought he was just showing him a cut of the interview, but it's actually live. It went live. Yeah, um, that's what I thought too. Until I saw his smirky face after the after he turned the TV <laughs> off, as, as Mitch is show, Mitch is like clearly frustrated and like starting to shut down, and Dawson's just on his chair like, yeah, yeah I did that. <laughs> fuck you, Dad. That's what. He's like, that's fuck that. you, Dad. <laughs> that's, that's the that's the like look he was giving, and I just. <laughs> I wanted to punch his face. I'm not a violent person, but I really just want to hate, like it was called for. <laughs> just wanted to. I'm going to have to go back and look at it. Cause I honestly. Wipe that look it. off of his damn smug face. <laughs> Dawson asks a question about playing against an openly gay player. And we see that he interviewed another coach, which is the opposing coach. And the coach says that. If a kid wants to come out wearing lipstick and rouge, we're going to infringe on him the way we infringe on anybody else. No different. And it's over. The interview's over. Dawson asks Mitch what he thinks. And Mitch says, I just lost my first game of my coaching career. (laughs) And Mitch is like, that just went out to 3 million people. Not to mention you interviewed the opposing coach. (laughs) Dawson says, so? All I all I hear is I want to talk about me, want to talk about I, want to talk about number one. Oh my me my, what I think, what I like, what I know, what I want, what I see. <laughs> what is that from again? It's a country song. <laughs> oh, you, that's another one of the songs you've sang before. I probably did, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I think of because it's just like I just saw myself losing a game instead of oh Dawson. You know, you did such a great job on that. I'm so glad it's on national t- TV. 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 Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> well, he does say that. But Mitch says, so two days ago, nobody knew how good Jack was or who he was. Now the whole world knows. Well, not the whole world. He says, you may as well painted a bullseye on his back. And Dawson's like, you never fucking said that to me, dad. Like, you never explained that part to me. And Mitch is like, I thought it was pretty damn obvious. 
No, sometimes you just have to say, spill it out, you know? Well, I mean, all right, let's talk, let's talk about this. So Dawson is not sports inclined. He's not going to think about that kind of stuff. His brain just doesn't go in that direction. So when it comes to reasons why one should not post something before a game, explanations need to be had. Right. Conversations need to be had. Dawson didn't get that. How is he supposed to know? Because listening to the way that Mitch explained it, it just made it sound like it was all about Mitch. Right. I have to win this. It's for my career, for the school. The principal's breathing down my neck and he loves football. And this is my first game as the coach. Blah, blah, blah. Me, me, me. I, I, I. And that's why that song popped in my head. Right. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Life is a song, guys. Just sing it. <laughs> I don't know. Dawson tells him that it isn't obvious to me. And he says, so instead of celebrating my first professional success on the world, I'm sitting here worried about a football game. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Preach. And Mitch is like, don't make me out to be the bad guy. Yes, I'm angry. Like you knew I'd be. And and Mitch is getting so sexy as he gets angrier and angrier. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. And Dawson tells them that they're talking about a team that hasn't won in three years. And Mitch is like, so I'm just wasting my time. And he says, no, but I want you to have some perspective. Mitch is mad now. He doesn't want to discuss it with Dawson anymore. And Dawson tells him that ever since he took this job, he hasn't even spoken to him. Ever since Little Miss Highlights came along, you haven't said one word to me. (laughs) Do you remember that? (laughs) From the pilot? Yeah. And he's like, I talk to you. Dawson's like, you don't talk to me the way you talk to the guys on your team. And Mitch is like, well, at least they respect me. And he's like, I respect you, dad, except they're more the kind of son you wish you had. <laughs> oh, boy. Mitch is like, that's not true, Dawson. I hum the fucking theme to Close Encounters in my sleep. I reach out to you. And when we can't find common ground, I give you your space. And when I take it, you get pissed off at me. No, I'm just trying to break you out of your self-centered, self-righteous fantasy world long enough to look out for other people. And he's like, well, since when is it my responsibility to look out for you? And he's like, well, what are you saying, Dawson? I can't believe I named you Dawson. And he, Dawson's like, I'm saying I parent you. I walk in on you having sex. I give you advice. I'm the kid around here. Sometimes I might even act like it. <laughs> and that's like the end of their argument. It's just like cut to the game. <laughs> I know. Well, Mitch is just kind of like, he's like reflecting. So I think he's like a little bit of shock and a little bit of like, is he right? Really? You got that from that? I didn't get that from that. If you watch Mitch's expression while Dawson like unloads, it just kind of like he's like taken aback. You got to watch body language, man. You got to watch the body language. They're owning this shit. (laughs) No. Yeah, I do remember that. I just all I remember really is how it just cut to I guess it was supposed to be a commercial break. And then we come back and it's the football game. Um, Yeah. But yeah, you're right. He was sort of like taking it in. Like, is this really how my son looks at me? Right. So we cut to the game, the big game on Saturday, which I loved because it reminded me of like Saturday mornings in the fall going to a football game for school or whatever. Or like, I don't know, watching somebody like play football for like some. I'm sure I went to something from one of my brothers. Took me right back to that time in my life. Just sitting there watching a football game on a, a sports event on a Saturday morning. I remember doing that with baseball for my brother. Yeah, I don't, uh, I spent a lot of time helping out in the, um, the concession stand. Yeah, I did that, that on Friday nights for football games. Yeah, it was okay. 
gave me something to do. I wasn't reading as much then. Otherwise, I would have sat in the stands and read a book. That probably would have been better <laughs> than spending my time in a concession stand talking to people. <laughs> You're like, trying what, what, what do you want? Burger. Another hot dog? <laughs> you want a corn dog? You want, uh, oh, you really want water ice? <laughs> I think it's so sticky trying to scoop water ice into a freaking cup. Oh, my God. You know what I had not that long ago? Water ice. <laughs> But it was a gelato, a gelato, a gelato. Oh, those are good because it has custard in it. Yeah. There's a place like right up the street from my house. Um, When you're driving home and Justin's like, you want to get it? You want to get water ice? And I was like, well, I guess I was like, get me a gelato. No, I think you actually said, let's get a gelati. And I, we both got the same. I always get the same. Try to guess the flavors that I get. You get multiple flavors. What flavor water ice and what flavor ice cream or custard, whatever you want to call it. Cherry and vanilla. That's what I get. I get cherry water ice. Yeah, cherry water ice. And I get vanilla custard. I don't know what else you would do. I don't get vanilla. What do you get? Cherry ice cream? No, it's so... Guess another one, Jamie. Chocolate? Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) I never thought to try chocolate custard. It's so good. There was another place that would mix it together, like like a shake type of thing. It was so good. Yeah, they would blend it all together. Joe's mm. Water Ice loved it. They used to give you like a card and they stamp it and you get like a free one, but that doesn't happen in years. They, they closed down. Rita's. Be cool, go to Rita's. I like Be Rita's Water Ice. I don't like getting all the chunks. No, me either. Very cherry skin. <laughs> so we're back at the football game. Ready? And Jack's getting pummeled. And one player on the opposing team tells Jack to go back to tetherball. You limp-wristed homo. And I said, oh my God. I can't believe they actually said that to him. I missed that part. Oh, you didn't hear that gay slur that he said? That's crazy. I mean, there's a couple of gay slurs. But no, I, I knew he said something, but I didn't catch it. I don't watch English shows with subtitles on, so. <laughs> Turn that off. Uh, anyway, so now we see Jen and Dawson are sitting together <laughs> and he's like, this is all my fault, isn't it? And she says, in a word, yes. yes. And she fixes goes, it. he fixes it. He does. He does. But she says, just look on the bright side. When this is all over, you won't be w- the one on the 50 yard line puckering your lips for someone with furry teeth and halitosis. Ew. And <laughs> with furry teeth. Furry teeth. That grossed me out. I was like, what is it's that? like your teeth are wearing sweaters. That's what happens when you don't brush your teeth. Brush your teeth, guys. You don't need furry sweaters on your teeth, okay? And we're such advocates for going to the dentist. Yes. Especially now I am. <laughs> I eat a lot of sweets and that stuff eats your teeth, okay, guys? Mm. When you eat the sweet things, swish with some water. Kind of, you know, clean it off a little. save your mouth (laughs) and your pretty smile look how pretty my style is jeez (laughs) um so we see that (laughs) we see that pacey and joey's punishment is to be the school mascot the minutemen mule (laughs) and they're arguing hashtag minutemen mule hashtag minutemen mule minutemen mule say it five times and (laughs) they're arguing and pacey says just think of it as method acting and she tells him to think of it as out of the question. 
So he gets on his knees. He's like holding her by her waist and he's begging her. He doesn't want to go out there. And she reminds him that she should be at work making much needed money. But instead, because of him, she's standing on a football field fighting over the rear end of a mule. The ass. <laughs> and he says, fine, I'm just giving you fair warning. I tend to get a little car sick in back seats. So she rolls her eyes and she takes out the head of the, the mule costume and she puts it over his head as to be like, fine, you can be the front of the mule. You don't have anything to add to that? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I was just trying to think like if I had to choose between the ass and the head, which would I want? And I mean, the head makes sense because you can see and you could probably breathe the ass end. You're like hunched over somebody's butt and hopefully they don't fart. I mean, I understand the motion sick because I get motion sickness. Um, if I'm not looking at things far away, I can't sit in a car or on a boat or whatever and read or look at my phone. I, I know me either. So um, I need a window. <laughs> I need air. Prefer. So now we cut to a scene with Andy and it's her talking to Mr. Green, Principal Green. And she's giving this like long drawn out Andy McPhee speech about why she stole the test, why she did what she did and boys she met and Pacey and she made a mistake and hopes she has compa- he has compassion for her, whatever. She says she lost Pacey and because of that, she didn't want to lose her life or herself. So the camera's like going in like a circle all around. And when it finally cuts out, we see that she's looking at herself in the mirror, talking to herself. So she didn't really give Principal Green the speech. She was giving it to herself. Mm. Um, so I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, Andy is super annoying this season. And why is she going to admit to something that she has no idea what she's even going to say yet? She's so dumb. She has no idea that Principal Green is going to talk to her about this test situation. She's freaking out because all she knows is that he wants to talk to her Monday morning about a disciplinary thing. So she thinks it's all about her. But even if he were to like confront her about it, and unless he had like solid proof she did it, all she has to do is deny it. <laughs> like she's being so overdramatic about the whole thing. So annoying. Um, and that's my third tangent about how much I can't stand Andy this season. <laughs> Yeah, we really are not a fan of Andy's behavior at all. So now we're back at the game and Jack's still getting beat down by the other team. We see that the score is 21-0 and Capeside is losing terribly. Terribly. Um, Dawson grabs Jen and tells her that they're going to even the score. So there's a montage of Mitch in the locker room and he's like, giving this like speech to the team and all this stuff. And he's like, I know my stupid son ruined our chances at this game, but forget all that. Dawson comes in and tells him that he has a plan. Phase one, he's going to black out all of their numbers on their jerseys. And Mitch is like, well, that that'll only work for so long. Yeah. And he says, well, that's why I have phase two. And Henry's like, what's phase two? And then he brings in all the cheerleaders and Jen pops in first and they all just sort of like smile. And so I, I feel like they're like whistling like cat calls. It's pretty funny. So we cut back to the football field. They're getting ready to start the play. And the other team is looking like confused and weirded out. When we cut to the Minutemen, we see that they're all wearing um, mascara and rouge just like the coach had said on the news. Henry's trying to give out the calls 
and he says, try and find the homo now, which I thought was kind of uncalled for. It was it, it was funny. It was funny. But like, I just I was thinking about it. I'm like, could he have said something other than a homo? It's because back then it was meant to be written as funny. But also people were talking like that back then. They were. This is true. It wasn't uncommon. People were saying like, oh, you want the homo? Go find the homo. Yeah. So weird, but it's still it's rude. Lingo, then I guess I don't know. So we come back, and the score is 21 24, and Cape Side lo- is losing by three. And there's seven seconds left in the game. Mitch is literally on one knee, he's like praying. And we see that they're they're in a huddle. Jack makes a joke about his mascara running, and he says, Just throw me the ball, I'll catch it. So the play starts. Henry throws the ball, Jack gets a touchdown, Cape Side wins the game. Everybody goes crazy. So Dawson's little plan worked. And uh, had he not put out the video of Jack, this probably wouldn't have happened. Or it may have because they were three years losing team. So we don't know. Mitch can't believe it. Principal Green comes out and he congratulates him. Jen tells Dawson, one good deed down, one to go. And he says, Jennifer Lindley, once again, a victim of her own big heart. And I wrote, foreshadowing. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe they She will that. be a victim of her own heart. Yeah, so crazy. Mm. Isn't that weird? I wonder if other people caught that. I'm sure they did. I don't know. Did you guys catch that? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know. Answer us right now. <laughs> Call in. Call in. Five, five. One, two, three, four. <laughs> That's uh, the Tanner's phone number. Oh, there wow. you go. Call the Tanners. They're screening for us. <laughs> so we see that Principal Green is in the middle of the football field being interviewed, or he has a microphone or something. And fucking Andy shows up out of nowhere, like begging to talk to him. And she just looks like an idiot. He's like, not now, Andy. Like I have, I'm doing something right now, if you can tell. And she's just being very persistent. And she starts to tell him what she wants to tell him, but he cuts her off. And he's like, what is this even about? Cause she's like, I made a mistake. I did something wrong or whatever. She says, didn't you want to talk to me? And he says, yeah, on Monday, you dumb idiot. But since you can't wait two more days, Uh, I'm starting a disciplinary committee and I want you to be in charge of it. And she's like, oh, that's all it was. That's what I was getting so worried about. Sure, Principal Green, I can totally do that. And he's like, wait, what were you going to say? What were you stopping me for? Because I was clearly in the middle of doing something so important for this fucking school that you had to stop. And now you're acting really weird, Andy. Like, yeah. So what did you do? Yeah. And she's like, uh um uh uh, i made a mistake the mistake was that uh i'm impatient she's like i shouldn't have interrupted you it was a mistake to be so impatient i can't believe how much i can't stand her (laughs) i know so now they're in like a big like group huddle on on the football field like those schools out there they're announcing the winner of the highest bidder who's going to be able to get a kiss from jen and we see that it's a football player. He's riding out on the Minutemen mule, which is literally two people walking on their hands and knees. They fall over. The winner falls over. It's pretty funny. Um, he stands up. He takes off his helmet. And it's Henry. Like, we didn't know. I know, right? <laughs> it was so obvious from the beginning. 
Jen's like, Henry, where the hell did you get $500? And he's like, the mouthpiece. <laughs> she says, well, it took him a minute to spit that out. He was like, you know, flopping his mouth like a fish out of water. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out how to speak to Jen. Make right, words and that. vocal cords come out, you know? <laughs> he did do that. He was like, um, uh, 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 uh. And then he just, you know, mouthpiece. <laughs> She says, you sold your good luck Doug Flutie mouthpiece just to kiss me? And he super, just... super impressed, by the way, that she would have remembered that because I would have been like, like his name. <laughs> she remembered the name. I would have been like, oh, that dude's mouthpiece. <laughs> I know. That, that mouth guard that you were carrying around or was it a retainer? I don't know. Maybe it was those Invisaligns. <laughs> just... No, it was a mouth guard. Was it a mouth guard? It was clear. It looked clear. So I don't know what it was. Yeah, it's to protect your teeth for like stuff like that. I mean, I understand that. I just feel like the mouth guards I've seen have all been colored, not clear. Oh, right. You thought that we would have like a pink one or something. Right. With like a strap connected to it, you know, because it distracts. He could connect it to his his keychain. And he can wear it, right? There you go. It's like his rabbit's foot, you know, just attach it to the keychains. Look, it's for good luck. So Jen says, I don't know whether to gag or to be incredibly touched. And everybody's like, kiss, 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 kiss. And he's, she's like, oh my God. So he's like, you don't have to. I mean, you don't have to do this unless you want to. And she says, come here, freshman. And they kiss and it's pretty hot. Total tongue involved. <laughs> you can totally tell. Um, he's like in heaven right now he's kissing his dream girl his loins are currently on fire and she's like thank god he's wearing a cup right now under all his padding so she didn't feel it on her (laughs) oh boy so they finish and she tells everyone go home the show's over but principal green has one more announcement to make the cheerleaders come out and they put this cape over her, over Jen and a tiara and they hand her this wand and Principal Green announces that Jen is now the 1999 homecoming queen. And she just looks so pissed off. <laughs> we cut to Jack and Henry and they're just cracking up. <laughs> so she's like, this isn't happening, but it is Jen. It is just take it all in stride because you're the most you're gonna be the most popular girl. Yeah. I didn't sing that in the right harmony. That's from Teen Witch. I'm gonna be the most popular girl. <laughs> so this one is on Pluto. It's on YouTube. It's on Tubi. And you can buy it on Amazon. I think I own it, to be honest with you. I do not. Oh, I forgot Zelda Rubenstein's in this. Lady's so creepy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every time I see her, I just instantly think of... Um, poltergeist? Yeah, that's what I think of as poltergeist. This little old lady. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> this house is clean. It's clean. <laughs> All right. And next. Andy finds Jack sitting on a bench and... She says, see, I told you everything will work out fine. He's like, you did? She says, yeah. We have the same conversation. I know. He's so confused. Everything usually works out for the best, as long as you keep a positive attitude. And he says, is this before or after I disgraced the family's good name and forever humiliated our father? 
And she says, ah, I wouldn't worry about that. He's probably over it already. I wouldn't even give it another thought. And he tells her she's making his head spin. She says, I'm just so glad it's over. I can't tell you how relieved I am. And she goes, hey, so who won the game anyway? <laughs> Jack just looks at her. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you on, Andy? Oh, right. Your self-centeredness. <laughs> What's it? She's not on anything now. That's why. <laughs> We cut to the mule and we hear people arguing. And when they take off the costume, it's two freshmen. (laughs) It's funny. Um, Now we cut to Joey and Pacey. He's finally taking her to show her the surprise that he had um, in the beginning of the episode. So he shows her that it's a beat up boat that he bought for $200 from some guy that his brother Doug knew. It uh, washed up on land after a hurricane right is that that what happened yeah Um, he says isn't she beautiful he says when he finishes with this boat it's going to be sheer perfection she says do you know how much time and money it's going to take to even get this to float he says yeah not a minute more or less than as long as it takes me i was like that was a really good line (laughs) he's right like what does it matter it doesn't matter as long as i get it done i get it done right so he climbs up on the boat. He tells her in a couple of months, we'll be sailing this baby around the world. And she says, I hate to break it to you, Captain Steuben, but you can't sail around the world on a 20 foot boat. He says, sure I can. So she starts to climb up the boat and he stops her. And uh, she reaches out her hand and she says, permission to come aboard. And he says, permission granted. So he pulls out the sign that he was carrying when they were walking down the deserted road. And it says, true love. He even admits that it's kind of on the schmaltz factor. And she says, acutely, but sweet. Um, He says, but I told you I needed your help with something. So he goes like below deck and he hands her some sandpaper and he tells her to get to start sanding. She gives him this look and she says, you are so overboard. I was like, Jesus Christ, Joey, Joey Potter with the fucking comebacks. (laughs) So she's, she's like literally sanding, like leaning over sanding. I was like, this is not the time to do this. <laughs> I'd be so annoyed. Um, but this is the beginning of true love. And it's kind of like, Jamie, I don't even remember this, like him bringing her to the boat and showing her the boat and just seeing their dynamic together. I'm really starting to like it. And I do see chemistry with them. And I and I didn't really see it before, but like, I don't know. I feel like we got a little bit of a taste of that when they did the whole carnival thing in the first season, was it? I didn't, I didn't even see it then. I just... Well, because they got along so well. And that was part of the reason why, um, why Pacey was like kind of expressing his interest in here because he didn't realize that they could get along as well as they did. Right. You know, and then that got blown to Kaplui because Joey was interested in Dawson at the time. But now we get to see them without that kind of like stress. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Without that kind of like thought going on in the background because they're both not interested in that kind of relationship. So now they get to bond just naturally right now without that added pressure and that we really get to see how well their personalities match and um it's just gonna get better and i'm excited (laughs) yeah and i also like it because it's a developing relationship Mm -hmm. like everything you just said and they're getting more comfortable with each other and they're going to start seeing things about each other that they genuinely like and are, are attracted to it's like i'm really enjoying this 
when he pulled out the true love sign, I was like, this is like everything that they were about, you know, because I, I remember she sailed with him and stuff. Yeah, on the boat. She, she leaves with him. Yeah. But I'm really excited to see it uh, play out. I'm so excited that you, you're enjoying this season because you didn't really like it the first time. And this is one of my favorite seasons. So yeah, it's kind of, it's really cute. It's really cute. And I like, they've, like I said, they really do have chemistry. It's so interesting. Their personalities, the characters they portray, they fit really well because they both can meet each other on like that intellectual, you know, bantering standpoint, but they don't get offended by each other at all. Yeah. But like they can literally dig at each other and just, keep going and not have it stress them out it's 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 wonderful it was kind of like how pacey and andy were communicating kind of yeah we even said that before though because when andy came on the scene we even said the way that they were bantering was a lot like joey and pacey with their relationship in general yeah and their relationship andy and pacey turned into a romance it is very similar because they're like i mean chat with each other if you think about Andy and, and Joey's personalities too, they're like the same, but they're different. You know what yeah. I mean? They're both very educationally inclined. They both study and they work hard. They're both um, high strung. <laughs> they're both high strung in their own kind of ways. The only difference is Joey, while she has some trauma from her life, she's not as traumatized as Andy with her issues in her life, you know, where she needed that medical assistance. Um, so that's where they kind of start to differentiate, but the personality wise, like, I wonder if they're under the same star sign or something, because I mean, they have a lot of similar traits. So for Pacey to go from one, which was turned into like a kind of a toxic relationship towards the end, you know, with all of this, the stuff that was happening um, to find Joey where it has all of those, those traits, but it's going to be a more healthier relationship. You know, you, you kind of start to see the stars align for them um so i'm really excited i mean they they hit some some speed bumps they don't stick together uh for a while and it's kind of touch and go a couple of times until we get to the ending um but i'm just excited because we're finally getting to the best parts the best relationships in my opinion i just love their relationship i'm excited Mm -hmm. so now we cut to dawson on the field waiting for mitch and they have their talk for the end of the episode Mitch tells him that the night he was born, he bawled like a baby. And Dawson just starts laughing. And he says, I think I cried for 24 hours straight. I never knew I could love anything so much, so fast. And he tells Dawson that he realized something today, that his job as a father isn't to give the whole picture because the truth is that he can't see it himself. His job is to try and help every now and then with a piece of the puzzle. And Dawson says, you have helped me, dad. He says, I hope so. But your future, your expectations, they belong to you. Don't let anybody stand in the way, not even me. And he says, you always push me to be my own person. Think for myself. I just did what you taught me. And Mitch says, so why don't we go home and pop in a little close encounters? I was like, ew. (laughs) They're going to make out. And Dawson gets, (laughs) watching this scene... It's like, it's so homoerotic. It's so weird. Like when you just take out that they're playing son and father and son, it's so like the way they talk to each other. It's not the first time I've seen it either. (laughs) I've never, ever, ever went down that road. Well, I'm a gay man too. And I'm like having impure thoughts about that. So you're just having impure thoughts. Yeah. See, my brain never. Like daddy. And he's like, son. (laughs) 
spank me. He's like, yes, daddy. Hi, papi. Daddy son porn is big in the gay in the gay porn world. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Porn is so weird. So Dawson gets up and he takes the football and he says, actually, I was thinking, how about a game of catch? So Mitch takes the football and he says, let's leave the football out on the field where it belongs. So he throws the ball and we see that it's spliced with footage from the home movies that Dawson was watching earlier. And um, we see more footage of little Joey and little Dawson. And we cut to Joey sitting at home watching the home movies. And we hear them say, bye, Joey. Bye, Dawson. And Joey's like, kind of like, oh, this is cute, you know. And yeah, so Joey's like sitting there watching it. She's like enjoying it. It looks like she gets a little sentimental, but she smiles at the end. And the camera pans out and we get the end credits. And that's the end of the episode. I don't want to wait. <laughs> the, yeah, next, okay. <laughs> the next episode is called Indian Summer. And I looked up what it was about it has a lot to do with eve so like i said earlier we will have an eve centric episode next (laughs) exactly all right final thoughts on the episode jamie um i liked it andy you're annoying me Mm -hmm. kind of looking forward to when you vacate the premises at this point which is really sucky because we loved you last season but you know i hope she becomes likable at some point but she's so infuriating I'm very much looking forward to watching the <laughs> watching true love, you know, get rebuilt because uh, they help each other with it. Um, and getting to see that bond grow. I'm just looking forward to it. You know? Yeah, I agree with everything. I liked, like I said earlier, the whole thing with Joey and Pacey. I liked, I like Jack a lot in this episode. I like Henry. I like, I just like the episode. I really Love have anything Henry. to say. I think we said everything. Yeah. Um, but we can end the episode, Jamie. Why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? My bookstagram on Instagram is at jlynn underscore booklover. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can do that at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And if you want to send us your feedback or send us a fun letter or anything in general we would love to hear from you you can even just say hi exactly hola (laughs) bonjour (laughs) send us an email to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com just click our link tree in any of our bios and you will see all the links listed there Mm -hmm. and if you would like to support us Please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us on your favorite pod chaser. I want to say, though, guys, if you don't want to email, maybe you're not in the mood to email, and that's totally cool. I get it. I don't really like emailing people either. My email, if it's anything like anybody else's, it's just stockpiling crap emails. If you don't want to do that, you can just email message us directly we will respond to you yeah send us a dm we love it Mm -hmm. we love it so do that on the creek talk podcast feel free to reach out to us that way if that's easier for you whatever you want to do we support it also tell your loved ones your friends your family that you love them talk to them because life is short and one minute they're there and then you blink and the next 
tragedy hits and then they're gone forever. So uh, I can't stress that enough. Just please be kind, you know, reach out to your loved ones and just let them know that you care because nothing is guaranteed in this earth. Nothing. It's very true. We appreciate you listening. We hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you next week with another episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. Bye.